The following is a paid program, and the views expressed on this show do not represent the views of WJZ AM, Intercom Communications, its sponsors, or affiliates. Get ready, Baltimore. It's time for some super slams and beatdowns. We've got the cheap shots and the clean finishes. Watch out for the chair. Oh, that's gotta hurt. <laughs> this is Top of the Road. Your Monday night wrestling show on CBS Sports Radio 1300. Now, here's the enforcer. Baltimore's own, Kill Kuda Jr. Welcome to Top of the Rope, ladies and gentlemen. Kill Kuda Jr. here. Man, I know everybody's been saying it over and over. We've been pushing the issue huge at Turnbuckle Topics all over social media. If you are not a wrestling fan, now is a fantastic time to get into it. Because you have so many options. It's just unbelievable. I have a bunch of previews for you guys today. I have to review the opening white, the opening night. Uh, don't worry, there's a joke in there. The, the the opening night of the G1 Climax tournament that took place in Dallas, Texas. I have to talk about how they're using Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch's actual relationship on camera and how most of you hate that. Not to mention little update of what's happened on the week, what we might see this week. Little preview of the G1 because it is a long tournament, but we are ready for all of it. I'm going to tell you what I'm probably going to be doing this weekend and how wrestling centric and insane it will be. Also, uh, and this is the only thing I'm going to say about it Slammiversary from Impact Wrestling was a fantastic show, great card. They absolutely over delivered. And if they're shooting for a TV deal, they earned it. But if you want to hear all about that show, you, you got to wait for, for the Bearded Impact. You got to wait for Chris Pinero. You got to wait for the man who knows Impact better than any man who's ever lived. The other half of the Silver Tongue Devils. That's who you got to wait for. He's coming up this week. Don't worry, it's not far off. But you got to wait, you gotta wait for, for Chris. Because I ain't saying anything about it. I'll be honest. <laughs> I'm not saying, and I, I know enough about it, but no. That's his deal. I ain't stealing his deal from him. Not the right time for me to turn heel. No, no, no. But what I'm going to start with is the G1, where they opened things in Dallas, Texas, where New Japan came, came across uh, the pond on the other side, and they had a, a pretty cool event, I have to say, because what they do for the G1 shows effectively is they put the guys who are in the G1 in tag matches to sort of get everybody hyped up and then they have the actual G1 matches and the way they do it is because there's an here's how the tournament works if you don't know there's an A block and a B block right and each block has 10 guys in it so what they do is every night they have singles matches for every block and everybody has to wrestle everybody in their respective block one time and they go on a point system and then whoever wins A block and B block face each other at the last night of the G1 that guy wins the tournament and that guy gets to be in the main event at Wrestle Kingdom next January which is the biggest show of the year for New Japan just to make it even easier to picture it is New Japan's version of Wrestlemania so that's how this is going to work. So, so far, we've only had one night, and what a night it was. Heck of a lineup. I'm just going to give you the G1 matches. There were other matches that weren't G1, but I'm just going to give you the G1 matches here. Lance Archer, Dallas's hometown boy, went up against Will Ospreay, who many say might be the best in the world right now. Look, I still say top three, but he's not number one. And Archer went over on Ospreay. A lot of people think that was just a hometown thing. Archer is from Dallas, therefore he went over on Osprey. Because you wouldn't expect Will Osprey to lose to Lance Archer. You wouldn't, but he did. 
So Archer gets himself two points in the standings. Osprey is still blanked. Then, bad luck Fale, the giant Samoan that he is, went against my personal favorite from New Japan, Evil. And unfortunately, bad luck Fale got the win. I'm not even going to sugarcoat. I'm not happy about that at all. I, I didn't. No, I don't want Evil to lose ever. That's the kind of fan I am. Unfortunately, Fale got one over on him. Fale gets himself a win in the G1. Then, in one of the best matches of the night, but there were interesting comments afterwards, and I'll, I'll explain that to you, Sonata faced Zack Sabre Jr., and Sonata got the win. Now, there's this interesting, it's kind of like a half-submission pinfall that Zack Sabre Jr. does to finish his opponents. Because Zack Sabre Jr. is very much a submission-oriented wrestler. He refers to it, I believe, as escapology. It's a very chain-wrestling-oriented style, very mat-based, not too many strikes thrown unless he has to, things like that. And Sonata went punch-for-punch for him, figuratively speaking, in this style. And then Sonata did the weird roll-up pin combination that Zack Sabre Jr. did to Sabre Jr., and that's how he beat him. Now, that's not the controversy. Here's the controversy. The controversy is, because all of you regular sports fans, we, we, we can you regular sports fans can identify with this, right? You, you regular sports fans know that after every game, they have their press conference. Well, that's how New Japan works. After the matches, they all have a press conference. And, and it's actually pretty cool. Well, Zack Sabre Jr. said, and this is not a direct quote, I'm kind of paraphrasing, but I need to bring it up. He said, wrestling that kind of match in front of an American audience is like reading Shakespeare to a dog. And what he meant by that is, we just don't get it. It just, it doesn't get over with us. Now, I don't necessarily agree with that 100%, but at the same time, I can kind of see where he's coming from. It's not a high-impact style. And he had to follow all of the lead-up matches, and then he had to follow Archer and Osprey, who did some ridiculous spots. Dude, Osprey did a standing Spanish fly off the top rope to a 6'10", 280-plus Lance Archer. And then two matches later, you're just going to be rolling around doing some... Look, I have all the respect in the world for Zack Sabre Jr. I don't like him. I'll be honest, he's never gotten over with me. But you can't follow two hard-hitting type matches and then wonder why people aren't as involved. I mean, Fale and Evil quite literally tried to cave each other's chests in. And then you guys are going to go submission for submission. Again, I have no issue with that. It's also because that is not Sonata's style. Sonata doesn't wrestle like that. Sonata's a hard hitter. Sonata has some crazy suplexes and throws he likes to do. Granted, he's really athletic. He does a lot more high-flying spots than you'd expect from a guy, especially his size. But they decided to go mat-based, and they did very well. It was an awesome match for the two of them. But as far as Sabre's comments, there is a part of me who gets where he's coming from. Here, I'll put it to you this way. If they were the first G1 match on they would have gotten a bigger reaction. It would have gone better. But because they weren't first, didn't get quite the reaction. Then the next one was Kenta, or for you WWE heads out there, at least what he used to be, Hideo Itami. And let me give you a little name history on this young man. He started in New Japan as Kenta. And then he came to WWE NXT and for a short time, 205 Live, as Hideo Itami. Then he got his release from WWE, and he went back to New Japan, and once again became Kenta. <laughs> okay? Okay. He went up against Kota Ibushi, who, he's very confusing to us New Japan fans. Here's why. We love to call him the future of the business, because he looks like he's 19 years old. And he's not. He's 36. Now, there's nothing wrong with that because he doesn't look or wrestle or act. You know, he looks like he could go for another 30 years, this guy. But you kind of got to keep that in your head. And also, I will admit, I did not learn that Kota was 36 until he had his match with Naito 
when they both announced that they were the same age. I, I didn't realize that. But anyway, Kenta goes over on Ibushi. Those two had a heck of a match for themselves. Kenta's had a nice comeback. But also, this it fits his style, finally. I'm not saying he couldn't have adapted to WWE, but the combination of being a big, bright, talkative character and a hard-hitting wrestler, I don't know if it was difficult for him or if they never pinpointed it or what. But it just didn't work. And, and he had some injuries. And when you lose screen time in WWE, it's going to affect you a lot more than it is in other promotions. But now in New Japan, he can he just go back to what he used to be. And it seems to work for him better. But anyway, he got himself that win over Ibushi. And then in the main event, in one of the cooler moments I've seen so far this year. Well, here, I'm going to say the second half of the year. Because me and Turnbuckle Topics already did our first half of the year special. So in the second half of the year. Kazuchika Okada, the IWGP heavyweight champion, faced off against Hiroshi Tanahashi, the longtime flag bearer for New Japan, ace of the universe. And the bell rang after these guys came out. There was a sustained roar from the Dallas crowd for about five minutes before they even touched each other just because they were standing there. It was a really it was really cool to watch that happen. Just for 5 minutes they just cheered just because of who was in the ring. So, also Okada got his, you know, his match, you know, his regular, you know, he got his short pants pop that he gets now. Cuz that's what he does. He reveals the shorts and everyone everyone loves that. Cuz he wrestled in the long pants for a while and it kind of threw some people off and then he went back to the shorts and everybody Everybody loved it again. <laughs> so now he's made a thing out of that. But those two had a very good main event for themselves. And, and I will admit this, okay? No disrespect. He's one of the best who's ever done it. They have altered Tanahashi's matches so he can go how long he needs to. You kind of have to admit that at this point. Now, he looks great. He does not look his age. He doesn't wrestle his age. But you got to admit, there are some moments where he gets left laying for quite a bit. Now, having said that, Okada by no means had to carry this match. It was very much 50-50 back and forth. It's just they had to alter a little bit, but they did awesome for themselves. And Okada got the win. He cut a promo after, after the show, after the match, which was at the end of the show, coincidentally. Um, and it's kind of cool to see that old school feeling. You know, like I was at Best in the World, and after the main event, you know, Matt Taven addressed the crowd after they went off the air. And they weren't off the air, but Okada did it. WWE, you don't see that. You might see somebody who's, you know, on screen management or a big, a big face. And I mean, either a good guy or just somebody that everybody knows be the speaker in all these kind of old school, more independent ish promotions. You know, who speaks for the company is the guy with the title. That's who speaks for the company effectively. And Okada, he started off his promotion and he said something in Japanese and, you know, then he kind of did this thing where he remembered he was in Dallas and he's like, oh, sorry, I spoke Japanese. <laughs> I, I'm sorry about that. And he made a claim that he is going to do something that has never been done before, which is win the G1 as the current standing heavyweight champion. Well, I'm sorry. It's not that, that it hasn't been done before. It hasn't happened in 19 years. 2000 was the last time it happened. Now, I don't know if he's going to do I, I just I don't think it's his year. He's won a couple very recently. I think Tanahashi's out. I don't see him going back-to-back. Osprey would make a lot of sense, but I, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not 100% on that. But yeah, they had a heck of a night for themselves, man. It, it, it was a fun event. It was a fun event. Also, um, people were looking on TV and online, however you watched it, saying that it looked like ticket sales were a little disappointing. First of all, I don't think that much of the arena was open for them to sell. That's the first, based on the look of the arena. I don't think that much of it was open for them to sell. And based on what it looked like they were able to sell, it, it seems to me like they, 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 did, they did very well for themselves. And I know they did well in merch. After that show ended, you see everybody walking up the aisles. I did not see a single person that didn't have a bag of swag from New Japan. So I think they did pretty well for themselves. So the G1 is officially off and running. Always a thrilling time of year. Especially for me. I mean, it's going to destroy my sleep schedule other than night one, but that's okay. That's fine. 
Because I'm one of those weirdos that likes to watch it live. It normally starts at 3 in the morning where I live. Just a little, little insight about me. That's how I like to, to handle that. So um, just the next couple nights of the G1 that's going to go on. Uh, night two, which is the first of B Block, you're going to have Juice Robinson versus Shingo Tagagi. Ooh. Ishii versus Jeff Cobb. Yes. A hundred times. Yes. The fastest moving big man match you've ever seen. Yano versus Naito. That's going to be fun. I mean, any match with Yano in it is fun, but I mean, him and I like, I feel like him and Naito have, are going to have a couple things planned that are just going to be hilarious, but they'll also wrestle a good match themselves. Goto is going to face Jay White. I know who I'm rooting for. Here's a hint it's not Jay White. And then Moxley is going to face Tai Chi. I'm curious about that because like, I'm curious about Mox just being in this tournament, <laughs> period. He seems very happy with himself, but. Now, I'm, I'm just saying. So that's the next night. Don't worry. I'll give you more of the nights down the line as we go because they, they give you all of them in advance. They make all these matchups in advance. Now, I do have to say uh, before, before I move on here, I'm going to go to NXT UK real fast. Their last episode, which I believe was the last one at the Download Festival over in, uh, in England near London, because it's a pretty cool event what they do. The whole, there's a whole concert. It's like a heavy metal concert thing called download festival and they do a bunch of tv tapings for nxt uk there and it's it's a pretty cool look for themselves well on their last one the throne of most dominant woman in nxt uk continues to be challenged as piper niven faced off against Rhea ripley they were supposed to go later in the night but Rhea came out right at the beginning of the show and said let's do this now Piper went over on her. The crowd was actually pretty split. It was actually a little bit more Rhea, but I think that's because they were at a heavy metal concert. So naturally, they were Rhea Ripley fans. <laughs> she, she is the walking embodiment of heavy metal right now, in at least NXT UK. Then Alexander Wolf, who has joined Imperium, which is one of the cooler factions going right now. He faced off against Jack Stars, who, if I gave away a trophy for jobber of the year, Jack stars might be it right now. He, he might be the jobber of the year because he has a character and you know who he is and he's willing to get absolutely destroyed and he makes his opponents look like a million bucks and he never looks bad himself. I'm sure he'll get his push one day. He would work on 205 live. Let's think about that. Then Jazzy Gabbert, Another woman who should be in the mix, her most dominant woman in NXT UK. She had a handicap match all by her own accord. She wanted to face two women at once. They were two jobbers, but nevertheless, she absolutely mauled them. And they're doing a pretty good job trying to get her over. She is kind of the security guard slash valet for Ginny in NXT UK right now. And I find it interesting that Ginny is getting her push now after she had her title shot against Tony Storm. But anyway. Then Mustache Mountain went for the NXT UK Tag Team Championships against the grizzled young veterans. Liverpool's number one, Zach Gibson and James Drake. And it was ended in a disqualification. <laughs> Thanks to, again, Imperium, who pulled... I, this was, I don't know if you saw this, but they handcuffed Trent Seven to the middle rope and they power bombed Tyler Bate into the, the turnbuckle and made him watch. It was a fantastic heel moment. I must admit Imperium is doing themselves justice here. Don't forget to check out pro-am belts are a big, f- big friend of ours. Here at turnbuckle topics. We got a custom belt made by them. The thing looks fantastic. We got a promo code for it. It'll give you 15% off your own custom belt. That's TBT 15 off. That's TBT15 off. Check out their website. Check them out on Twitter. We have pictures on our Twitter of our custom belt. Trust me, it's not the new edition of 10 pounds of gold, but it's close. All right. I'm going to open my phone lines to you guys, and I got to ask you this. What do you think of this Beth and – I'm sorry, not Beth. Seth. Come on. Seth and Becky. It's tough. What do you think of this Seth and Becky on screen business? Let me know. Give me a shout. 410-481-1300. Stick around. It's going to be fun. 
Heading north in both of the tunnels, traffic is a little slow with major delays on the inner loop from Catonsville to Woodlawn and moving north on 29 just past 100. Westbound on 70, traffic's also heavy, that's moving past 29. And out of D.C.'s the same on 295, right below 100. With your traffic, I'm Nathan Scott on CBS Sport Radio 1300. It's Thursday night and you're grabbing drinks with some friends. Started off with a pitcher for the table, which quickly becomes two. There's pool. And there's the photo booth. All right, everybody squeeze in. Say cheese. Followed naturally by an order of wings. And another. Can we get some extra ranch sauce? Then there's the ceremonial nightcap. So what are we doing this weekend? And lastly, it's back to the car, which, if you're buzzed... could be the most expensive night of your life. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Every Monday night from 6 to 7, it's the top of the rope wrestling show on CBS Sports Radio 1300. Now, once again, here's the enforcer, Gil Kuda Jr. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Wow, which ring announcer was that? That wasn't a ring announcer at all. I don't know what voice I just did. I'm I'm lost. So, yeah, my lines are open. Give me a shout. 410-481-1300. That's 410-481-1300. What do you think of this Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins relationship on camera business? That is my question to you. Please let your opinions be heard. What's your name again? You can either call me, send me a text. Well, not a text, a tweet. Yeah, you can't text me yet. We're not at that point yet. I like you, but not that much. Hey. Well, I heard I got a good friend on with me. Reverend Keith, what's happening? How you doing, Gil? I'm doing good, man. What do you think of this Becky and Seth deal on camera? Well, I think that they may be oversaturating us with it. Simply put, it was fine at first, but, you know, now that we're getting further and further into the storyline, it just seems like they're, you know, running it into the ground, so to speak. Uh, you know, um, you know, especially with the uh, Mike and Maria Canellas fiasco of last week, they were just there. You know, it was more about Maria. Uh-huh. Uh, I understand tonight we're supposed to get the match with Zelina and Andrade. Yeah. So maybe that'll be more interesting. But to be quite honest, Gil, I, it, you know, it's kind of bland to me. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm I'm not really terribly bothered with it, but the reason why I think it's been so oversaturated is because I think it's proving to us that this is more than likely, at least the on-screen part of it, is going to be just a one-month program. I think I okay. think I think they're going to have some fun with it. They'll sell some merch. They'll have their match in Philly, and then they'll go back to their own individual thing. Now they might refer to it while they're having their own individual storylines, but it's not going to be the basis of the storyline. Because okay. SummerSlam is in, is in August. Always big switch-ups at a big four pay-per-view. Everybody knows that. So I think because they're in the position they're in, they're going to try to do something with it. I, I think that's the idea. As far as the Mike and Maria Kanellis, I, I don't know about fiasco. I, I think it to me it went over very well because nobody had any idea what was going on. I remember every week you used to tune in and go, I have no idea what this means, but I'm curious about it. And I don't know why that natural curiosity has left some wrestling fans. Is I just I always tell people, don't watch this from a perspective of reality. <laughs> it is not meant to be based in that. So they're going to do crazy stuff sometimes. So I I see what I, I see how people can be sort of put off by it though. It was it was such a big switch. Because it does look like PG is getting left behind. I mean, yes. th- that that wasn't quite not PG, but it was it was close. So right. I, I I see that's a big switch up from one week to another. But hey, this is the Raw is Heyman era, and if this is how yeah. he's going to run it, I got no issues with it. Right, 
Right, and I don't think we necessarily have to go to the TV-14 rating in order to get more teenage viewers, which seemingly, from what I'm understanding, not just backstage, but also from what I've been reading, uh, to get more uh, teen viewers. I'm sure you've heard they're trying to market the teen viewers now and the young adults as yeah. opposed to the 18 to 49 demo. They're focusing more on the 16 to 30. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I understand that. And I think uh, what, what's funny, though, is I think the, the brands of WWE that are more appealing to that is the ones that kind of give me a little bit of a WCW feel, and that's NXT UK and, and, and NXT, is you have a faction like Undisputed Era that are supposed to be yeah. the biggest heels on the planet, and everybody my age has their T-shirt on it. All the bros like me are Undisputed Era fans. That's that's who we want to go see. So I I think that might be this. I think that's why they, they put AJ Styles back with Gallows and Anderson, and they're going heel. I mean, at this point, just add Balor and imagine. That's about it. So, yeah. Okay. I see where you're coming nice, from, man. Yeah. I want to make a a, a, uh, a prediction. All and right. I'm hoping it happens to set up uh, for a SummerSlam match. I have a feeling that Sasha Banks is going to come out and either confront Becky or Bailey at Extreme Rules to set up a match for SummerSlam as a heel Sasha. We need the boss back. She's definitely going to come back because we know that she's been doing some marketing things for uh, WK20. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the video game. So yeah. I have a feeling we're going to see a heel Sasha Banks before the summer is over. I'm going to step aside, Gil, nice talking to you, and let the other callers get on the air. All right, Keith. Thanks for calling in, man. Yeah. You're welcome, man. All right. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if, if heel Sasha came back. I, I'd, I'd, I'd like to see it. I know that. All right, next up is a man who basically needs his own segment, and that is Wes. Wes, what's happening, man? Hey, what's going on? What what what, what do you think of this uh, Seth and Becky on camera deal? See, you know, I wasn't down for it originally, but you have a lot of couples in yeah. the E that you could, you know, put them against. Mm-hmm. You still have, uh, and you know, still have Naomi and and Jay or Jimmy. I always get confused on which one she's married to. Yeah, yeah so, so do I. Yeah, and you still have Rusev and Lana. You know, Lana can't do a lot, but you still have them. <laughs> yeah, and um, they're going against my man CN almost tonight and Zelina. I'm just like, you got a couple couples, mm-hmm. you know, that you can kind of you know go back and forth with. So let it run its course, I guess, for a couple of weeks. Maybe I guess till SummerSlam, and then let them do something else. Yeah, no, I, I I honestly think it'll be shorter than SummerSlam. I think it ends at Extreme Rules. I, I, mean, I, I yeah, I think this is just a, a quick one month, three week thing. They'll they'll put out a couple T shirts. They'll try to sell some merch. They'll try to appeal to that part of the fan base that would like to see it, and then they'll then they'll sort of revert yeah. back to things. The T shirt on Twitter, the man's man. That's a that's a nice shirt. Yeah. <laughs> that, you are the first. I might get my wife this shirt right yeah. there. The man's man. <laughs> you are the first person I've ever heard say something positive about yeah. that. I can I can hear the tweets being made up by the rest of my network right now, <laughs> asking what is Wes thinking. First, man, you fir- know fir- first, first, you knock on Alistair Black's door, and now this, Wes. You know, what is going on? It's very simple. The man's man, you know. Yeah, no, I no, it, it doesn't bother me too much. I just think it's. They're going to have some fun with it. They're, right. they're both on top of the industry. They both got titles for their respect, you know, for their respective shows and or divisions. And That's all you can do, really. and, and once nice. and once it's done, it's done, and then they'll go back to individual storylines. That's that's about it. But as far as the couples you mentioned, what I would like to see is if they do the mix max challenge thing again, but have it. Okay. But and a lot of people have posted this on Twitter before. I'd like to see them do that again, but have it exclusively be couples. I'd like well, to see that. I'd like to see Zelina team with Alistair Black. I'd like to see them bring over Montez Ford and Bianca Belair from NXT. Oh, yeah, I, I'd, I'd like to see Candice LeRae and Johnny Gargano. Things like that. Just because oh. th- that would be cool. If you made it all couples or mixed match on the Facebook watch deal, why not? And and they're not I, serious matches. They're kind of half comedy matches anyway. Right, right, right. But I, you know what? I agree with that. As, as long as you idea. as long as you throw in the two as long as you throw in the one non official couple of Truth and Carmella, we'll yes. be good. <laughs> see the, the the one couple I would want to see that I can't see because he's not wrestling, I want to see TJ and Natty. Yeah, I, know TJ's, ah, yeah. I think that would I th- that would be cool. It's a it's a shame we can't see it's a shame so, we can't see TJ, period. 
I know that dude was good. It's a shame. He, it's a shame it all got cut short. It's horrible. So I don't know if you guys caught last Monday. There was a third person or third via the wild card that was uh, part of the Strowman Lashley match. Mm. They showed up via the wild card. I don't think anybody got it. Hmm. That was the pyro. The pyro said it's wild card night. He's going up. <laughs> I don't care what's going on. <laughs> it's true. Got a got a one night contract from from Paulie. And right, made, right, made right. An I just want to see yeah. it a little bit more. I don't know. What? I just need them to, to stop fighting. Be like, what are we doing? Somebody needs to come out there, the Strowman and Lassie. Be like, listen, this dude is the champion over here. Why are we fighting each other? Well, I I I understand that the rivalry's going the the traditional strongman strongman. And and if this is you know they're gonna take some time off and all that you know fine, uh, hopefully nobody's I don't think anybody's actually hurt I haven't read it, right, right. but it, if that's the case I mean the, the promo that Bobby Lashley put up on SmackDown I mean <laughs> you didn't think he was dead or somebody like uh, well I, I mean I'm not saying I'm not saying it was great but to end it with I'm not putting him in the hospital I'm putting him in the morgue right. I mean I that's to me. The, the time away from this rivalry and then coming back to it in some fashion will more than likely help it, whether there's gold on the line or not. You know, I agree. I, so I because I, 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 I like what the two of them do. I think their last couple segments. I, I don't think the tug of war was all that fantastic, but the arm wrestling. They I thought they made that look like a million dollars. They hey, they they looked at each other before it started. Like, yeah, I can't believe they're making us do this either. But, but they hey, made I'm it. surprised. Bobby's doing his thing. Bobby's oh, really but doing I, I've always liked Bobby Lashley. I'm mad that they don't make his entrance from the Super Showdown his entrance every night with the little oh, stage yeah. and stuff. I don't know why they don't do that. But anyway, I I just yeah. think uh, right now the future is looking up. I don't know if tonight is the night of the new set of Raw because that uh, that was the myth. That they broke it down because they're getting a new one. I I don't hey, know. Why not? But well, I say why not? I mean, hey, you see the, the street profits were out there, which I'm definitely excited about. <laughs> that was no. them begging Paul Heyman to come back, especially Montez Ford. Right. I don't know if I want to see them in the ring just yet. No, no, no. Just make make the little appearances, and we'll be right. Okay. I need them. Yeah. To, I need to do their their Bray Wyatt thing. Just kind of show up and be backstage for a little bit. Br- Br- the, it's they've elevated Bray's game to a whole nother level. He's not oh, even doing fire. They're just having his puppets show up everywhere. Every time someone's walking backstage, yeah, I'm looking in the background now. I'm creeped out for I'm one of out. his puppets, man. You, you can't watch Raw in the dark anymore. I, I just <laughs> that's very now. Here's. Some people think he's the one that's going to challenge Alistair Black at Extreme Rules. But now, I, I wouldn't mind that. The problem is, for both Alistair and, and Bray, I don't want them to start in an angle where one of them might have to lose. Right, exactly. I don't I want them to do that. that. I don't want, I just, you know, start them against somebody else so they both can win their first 20 matches yes. in a row and exactly. get over as can be and then have them go, I don't know. There are rumors that it might be Buddy Murphy. Who challenged ooh, Alistair Black, ooh, which would be, be awesome because Buddy Murphy is world champion material, yes, in my opinion. I didn't think about so, that. So I don't know. There are rumors they might reveal it tonight, or I'm sorry, tomorrow on SmackDown. But I think that the Twitter backlash of that announcement was so strong really? that they might not do it. They're just, wow, people. Just let them come out. Pe- Just let them come out on. Yeah, uh, people you know, really want us to wait this one out. Okay, so, so I, I, I got one last thing, and it's kind of like right. a sad thing. Three ladies that were in NXT, part of a group or faction, mm-hmm. are now doing very well without their fellas: Carmella, Nikki Cross, and Alexa Bliss. <laughs> that's, that's that, crazy. I, I mean, yeah, they're all different. Uh, unfortunately, Alexa and Buddy didn't didn't work too well. Uh, you know, and Carmella's in a in a relationship with a commentator, and right. Nikki's I mean, husband is going to yeah. come back to NXT as a solo act soon. So that's going to be interesting to see what what Killian Dane's plans are back in NXT. So, but Nikki's doing Nikki's doing very well, and she's still using the sanity music, you know, which is what I like. I yeah, I think he, I, yeah, she is. Yeah, she's using his best. So. Oh th- no, there was a little quip. Uh, if you haven't watched it, I'll just spoil this one thing for you. But NXT UK, when Alex when Alexander Wolf is coming to the ring. I think it's Nigel McGuinness or Victor, whoever, said that joining Imperium helped Wolf find his sanity again. 
Oh, and I'm just oh, going. I know what you did there. Okay, that was a good one right there. Yeah, so that was a good one. That's all I got for today. All right, Wes. Thanks for calling in, man. All right, take it easy. All right. The the man's so close to just getting his own segment at this point because he's he knows what he's talking about. All right. So I was talking NXT UK. Big deal with Imperium. They want to do everything, and I, I would say this: uh, two hundred five live. I hate the rumors that, it, that I say it might be canceled by the end of the year. It's such a good show. Please watch it, okay? Jump on the bandwagon of me and Champions Advantage from Turnbuckle Topics. Watch 205 Live, please. It is awesome wrestling. It's a great roster. And the whole Drake Maverick drama, because Drake is a 24-7 champion, but he's on his honeymoon. So, by the way, look on Drake Maverick's Twitter. It's hilarious. It's, he's on his honeymoon with his wife, but he's got his 24-7 championship. And it's like he takes a picture with his wife, but he holds up the title in such a way that it's covering his wife in the picture. It's Drake has found his spot. I'll say that way. Him and R-Truth could chase this thing for three years and we wouldn't get tired of it. But anyway, I think 205 Live is in a great spot right now. There's a very wide open field for the Cruiserweight Championship, which is currently held by Drew Gulak. And he will be defending it at Extreme Rules against the former champ who he took it off of in a rematch Tony Nice. So, I'm excited for that one. Mike Kanellis is also on 205 Live. His wife was not next to him this time because, according to him, they are not exactly talking right now after she said all of those very interesting things she said last Monday. Now, other than that, the Lucha House Party is continuing to impress on 205 Live. I like the look of the Singh brothers. Can, can we keep the Lucha House Party on 205 Live? We don't need them on Raw with Lars Sullivan anymore, okay? Now, I know Lars is hurt, so we're not going to see Lars at all for a while, but we, we don't need that. It wasn't working. Now, other than that, uh, I will say in regular NXT, or as I like to call it, NXT Winter Park, because I don't like to say regular. It makes it seem like NXT UK isn't as good or something, because it is. So NXT Winter Park, Kushida faced off against a jobber dude who tried his best to look exactly like Trent Beretta. <laughs> all the wrestling fans who just heard that are laughing hysterically if they know what I'm talking about yeah the dude did look like Trent Beretta oh man I'm just saying now other than that Mia Yim faced off against Aaliyah in a match that was a little ah eh, cause Aaliyah looked a little slow Aaliyah is in the Mandy Rose Lacey Evans club I see your potential but you don't move fast enough yet be careful I'm just saying be careful now she challenged Shayna Baszler for the NXT Women's title. <laughs> Neil, why do you want to die so young? Don't do that. Forget jumping in a shark tank, man. What, what's worse than jumping in a... What is... Uh, what's worse? A volcano? That's what it is. Look, this is how my show operates. If you challenge Shayna, you're an idiot. You just are. She is going to beat you. She beat Io Shirai in a cage match when she was unconscious. You can't even beat Shayna when she's knocked out, okay? Good luck, Mia. Also, I don't want her to be the one to take it. To take, you know, it's a wrestling analyst here. I don't want her to be the one to take it off of her. I'd like to see Bianca Belair try again. Maybe Candice LeRae. Now, in a perfect world, I don't want Shayna to lose it ever. I want her to have to relinquish it when she gets called up. That's what I would like to see. Because it looks like Ronda Rousey might be coming back to WWE sooner than we all thought. Looks like her and Travis Brown's little vacation did not produce the results they wanted. That's, that's as explicit as I can be about what they called their vacation. Okay? Okay. Just they did a little video like she misses WWE. You know what I'm saying? And her husband's like, you can go back whenever you want. Like, <laughs> just to let you know. So if Ronda comes back... And if, if Ronda comes back and Sasha comes back, keep your eyes open for them four horsewomen matches. I'm going to be doing a lot of shows with those wrestling girls then. And the arguments will continue about who the real four horsewomen are. All right? All right. Keep your ears open for it. Then the Forgotten Sons barged into William Regal's office during an interview and said, we demand another title shot. And he said, nope, you're at the back of the line. Sorry. Then... Adam Cole did one of the greatest heel things I've ever seen. He went back to Johnny Gargano's hometown. who's was the guy he beat for the NXT title. 
he went to his father's pizza joint and put a picture of himself with the title on the wall of his pizza joint and signed it to the Garganos, finally a champion you can be proud of. Then he went to Johnny Gargano's old wrestling school and told all the kids there to find a new hero because Gargano is not worthy of it. What? <laughs> this, I, I realize you need a lot of permission to do, and he brought pizzas from Gargano's dad's pizza joint. That was the one of the coolest heel moves I've ever seen. Man, it's no wonder he's so over. I mean, it's just awesome. Then uh, Tyler Breeze faced off against Roderick Strong. And Roddy Strong got the win with some help from his undisputed era brethren. Bianca Belair had one of the better matches against the jobber I've seen. Because she looked like she was upset she had to wrestle her. She, she had a look on her face like, this, this is not worth my time. And then she absolutely destroyed her. Good look for her. Then we had the second match of the breakout tournament, which is a really cool idea in NXT. It's where they have a bunch of guys who haven't really debuted yet, and they have a tournament with each other. And then the winner of it like gets an opportunity at something big. You know what I'm saying? And it was between Isaiah, air quotes, Swerve Scott, and Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes got the win. You know who I'm looking forward to seeing in that tournament? Is Boa. He's this giant native Chinese dude. And he's like the first Chinese male superstar that's like gotten this big of a chance in WWE, at least to my knowledge. So I'm curious about him. I think they're going to put some stock in him. That was NXT, went over G1 and all that good stuff for you. All right. Again, check out, check out uh, Pro-Am Belts, friend of Turnbuckle Topics. We got a promo code that'll give you 15% off of your own custom belt. These things look phenomenal. Go on our Twitter page at TT underscore for you. Okay. Check them out. TBT 15 off. That is our promo code 15% off. When I come back, I'm going to give you a couple more nights of G1 Climax. And I'm going to preview AEW Fighter Fest and Extreme Rules. Stick around. It's going to be fun. Hey, it's Vinny Serrato here for Window Nation Summer Savings Event. Need new windows? Try buy one, get one free. Buy two, get two free. Buy four, get four free. And there's no limit. I know you like free. And how about zero, zero, zero? Yep, make zero down payments, make zero payments, and zero interest for 12 months. Any style, vinyl, wood, any color, all engineered for the specific climates that we live in. All buy one, get one free. Plus, Window Nation will come out to your home within 24 hours, seven days a week to accommodate your busy schedule and provide you with exact pricing, not just an estimate a price with a 30-day price protection guarantee and all window nation windows come with a true lifetime warranty plus with over 10,000 positive online reviews you can't get more reliable than that but you gotta act fast this amazing deal won't be around long call today buy one window get one free there's no limit plus zero 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 and make zero down payments zero payments and zero interest for 12 months save thousands call today 866-90-NATION or windownation.com that's 866-90-NATION for free windows tell them Vinny sent you Offer not valid in all states or where prohibited by law. Loans are subject to lender approval. See website for details. Need some extra cash today? Do you have bad credit or maxed out credit cards? If so, turn your radio up. 45cash.com is one of the nation's largest personal loan networks with over 50 different lenders. Now you can get a personal loan for up to $5,000 with any type of credit discreetly from your computer or smartphone and with no paperwork to send in. That's right. No paperwork whatsoever. Your cash can hit your bank account as soon as tomorrow as our lenders have millions of dollars to lend regardless of your credit history just have a checking account and a regular source of income go to 45cash.com and you can get the loan you need now regardless of your credit go to 45cash.com from your smartphone or computer to get the cash you need visit 45cash.com type www.45cash.com directly into the address bar that's 45cash.com. 45cash.com. Tickets are on sale now for the Cakes and Corks Festival Saturday, August 17th at the Anne Arundel County Fairgrounds, benefiting the Special Olympics. Visit corksfest.com for more. This is Top of the Road. 
Every Monday night from 6 to 7 on CBS Sports Radio 1300. Now, give it up for the enforcer, Kill Kuda Jr. You know who I am, but you don't know why I'm here. Hey, yo. What's happening, everybody? Welcome back. So I'm going to give you a couple more nights of the G1 Climax. I told you what night two was going to be. Night one already went over. So here's night three on Sunday, July 14th, when they're back in Japan. Okada is going to face Sabre Jr. I'm looking forward to that one because I hope Okada destroys him. Dude, I can't stand Zack Sabre Jr. I can't. I, he just, I can't. He never got over with me. Then Tanahashi is going to face Kenta. That's going to be a lot of fun. Ibushi is going to face Evil. I'll be watching intently as the evil fan that I am. Osprey is going to face Sonata. Whoa! Dude, Twitter is going to break for that one. Seriously. Osprey and Sonata, that's, that's going to... And then Lance Archer is going to face Bad Luck Fale in an awesome big dudes clash. And not quite as big as Ishii versus Cobb, but it's going to be big. Well, because Archer and Bad Luck Fale are taller. You know, I mean, Cobb and Ishii are like, they're, they're like five ten, six foot, but like thick, like barrel chested cannonball shoulder guys, you know? And then Lance Archer is 6'10 and Bad Luck Fale is like 6'8. So different kinds of big men. Then on the next night, Juice is going to face Goto. Ishii is going to face Jay White. Switch the blade. And then... Ibushi, Kota Ibushi is going to face Will Ospreay. Wait, sorry, wrong night. False alarm. Sorry about that, you guys. I jumped the gun on that one. Uh, I apologize. There's a lot of wrestling this month in Japan. All right, man. (laughs) Then, I'm sorry, Yano is going to face Shingo Tagagi. That'll be cool. Jeff Cobb versus John Moxley. Oh, man. That's going to be interesting to see. I'm, I'm very curious what Mox will do to him. I don't know. Then Naito is going to face Taichi. All right. The singer versus LIJ's leader. I I can dig it. Then this is the night I was talking about where I give the false alarm. Okada is going to face Bad Luck Fale. Cool. Tanahashi versus Sabre Jr. Please destroy him, Ace. Then Kota Ibushi is going to face Will Ospreay on night five, July 18th. Wow. Kenta is going to face Lance Archer. And then Evil is going to face Sonata. All right. I'm not going to keep going. Because I don't just want to list the entire tournament. There, there are 19 nights of this tournament. I'm not going to list them all to you right here. But as far as before my next show, there will be three nights before my next show. And we'll get a decent picture of what the G1 is going to look like. Everybody would have had two matches apiece by then. So the points will be interesting. By the way, here's the point system for it. Okay? Here's the point. I'll tell you what that is. If you win, you get two points. If the match is a draw, you each get one. And if you lose, you get no- It's exactly the same as the NHL. That's the point system. And then whoever has the most points in A block and B block will face each other. Winner gets a match against the champ, who is Kazuchika Okada at Wrestle Kingdom. But if the champ wins the G1, which hasn't happened since the year 2000, then the champ gets to pick his own opponent. And I don't know if Okada's going to win it this year. He's won it twice very recently. I'm curious. I don't know who's going to win the whole thing. I think Osprey is probably the safe bet for a Gaijin to win it. Because the last one to win it was Kenny Omega. Speaking of Kenny Omega. Wait, before I uh, transfer out of New Japan into AEW, I'm going to give you guys one more Kenny Omega in New Japan moment that I really miss which is whenever he would be introduced by the Japanese announcer as Kenny Omega! God, I love that. And I miss it. But that's okay. We're down with AEW. AEW Fight for the Fallen, where I will be in New York with the majority of my Turnbuckle Topics Network buddies, indulging in a ridiculous night of wrestling. Now, for those of you listening up from the network, here's my request. Because WWE is running a show at the same time AEW's is. (gasps) Competition. And they're combining with a promotion based out of New Jersey called Evolve. 
Now, here's my plan because we're going to watch AEW while it's live. My plan is let's watch Fight for the Fallen, and then after that, we'll hit up the network and we'll watch the WWE Evolve show. And then after that's over, it'll probably be close to night two of New Japan starting, and we will have the most ridiculous marathon you've ever heard ever of professional wrestling. Okay? Okay. But here's your card for Fight for the Fallen. I'll pick it for you real quick. Cody and Dustin Rhodes are going to team up after they almost killed each other in their match with each other. Well, hey, you know, sibling rivalry, right? Versus the Young Bucks. Some say the best tag team in the world. We'll see. I think, uh, honestly, I think the Bucks win that match. I do. I think it's going to be a great effort, but I think the Bucks win that match. Then Kenny Omega is going to face Sema, which is pretty cool. Sema faced Christopher Daniels at the last at Fighter Fest. He's getting some pretty big matches here. They must see something in this guy. And I think him and Kenny are going to do very well for themselves. Cody, Wo- Cody Rhodes' wife, Brandy. Brandy Rhodes is going to face Ali because Ali beat the librarian at Fighter Fest. So as the women's division continues to shape itself, it'll be Brandy Rhodes versus Ali. Hangman Page is going to face Kip Sabian as he gets closer and closer to his match with Chris Jericho for the AEW Heavyweight Championship. MJF is going to team up with Sean Spears and Sammy Guevara to face Joey Janela, Darby Allen, and Jimmy Havoc. So a bunch of deathmatch guys versus a bunch of not deathmatch guys is basically what this is. That's going to be a lot of fun. My pick is Janela, Al, uh, Allen, and Havoc go over. By the way, I pick Handman, Hangman to beat Kip Sabian. I pick Brandy to beat Ali, and I pick Omega to beat Sima. Then Pentagon Jr. and Phoenix are going to team up against Scorpio Sky and Frankie Kazarian. In short, the Lucha Brothers are going to face SCU. My money's on the Lucha Brothers. Because it seems like they really want to push these guys in the tag team division. And Pentagon is, Penta is just incredible. Pentagon Jr. is just amazing. <sighs> then Chris Jericho is scheduled to appear. That's all I got. I don't know if he's in a match or what, but he is scheduled to make an appearance at this event. So we'll see what happens. But that's Fight for the Fallen. Again, quick refresher on the picks. The Bucks go over the roads. Omega goes over Sema. Brandy goes over Alley. Hangman goes over Kip Sabian. Janela, Darby Allen, and Jimmy Havoc go over on MJF, Sean Spears, and Sammy Guevara. The Lucha Brothers go over SCU. And then Chris Jericho is going to show up in some fashion. We don't know how, but he will. And there are some things in the works. Hangman Page is going to have to face Jericho for the title at some point. And Omega is feuding with Moxley pretty heavy right now. But Moxley is wrestling in the G1. So we'll, we'll, see, we'll see how that goes. Now for Extreme Rules, which, by the way, I am going to be at in Philly. I'm excited. Because this pay-per-view got my interest. I'll be honest. I- I'm up for this one. First, we have Aleister Black versus who knows. <laughs> Somebody knocked on Aleister Black's door. Um, look, I'm still holding out hope that it actually is Wes who calls my show. Like, I want to see Wes come out at Extreme Rules and face Aleister Black. It's going to be a 19-second match, but Aleister's going to destroy him. Wes, I love you, man, but I, I ain't going to give you a chance. <laughs> Aleister's just going to kick your head off, and that's that. But I don't think it's going to be Wes. So I'm curious as to who it's going to be. I'm not really 100% on that, and I don't want them to ruin it. Don't announce it on SmackDown. Don't announce it tonight. Do another little tease thing. Sure. But don't announce it. No, make it a total surprise. Then there is a no-holds-barred tag team match where Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre are teaming up against Roman Reigns and The Undertaker. By the way, time for me to have a little personal grievance real quick with some of y'all on Twitter. It does not make you cool to say, I just wish The Undertaker would retire already. And that's not just because I disagree with you. In some cases, I think you have a valid point. The guy's 56, 57, but guess what? He's in shape. He can go. They're not going to make him overexert himself. They're going to book it around how he can wrestle these days. And is it necessary to save the product? Not necessarily. 
but apparently he wants to work with Drew McIntyre, and this is a great way to get him in the, in the door again. So I don't have a problem with it. Why not? Yeah, but don't don't go on and say, I just wish you would. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Here, think about it in these terms, right? Imagine if there was some magical fairy dust that let Joe Montana come back for one game at his prime. Every 49ers fan in history would line up to see him come back and play one more time. That's how I feel about The Undertaker. It's not going to be what he used to be. Of course it's not. But they're going to make it work. It'll be fun. Roman will carry the thing. Roman and Drew are going to carry this match. And then Shane and Undertaker are going to add, are going to add some, some sizzle to it, okay? That's how this match is going to be built. Roman and Drew are the stake. Shane and Undertaker are the sizzle, all right? That's how this is going to go. They're not going to go that long. They're going to make it look good. Because don't bring Super Showdown into this. Taker was ready for Super Showdown. He was ready to go a half an hour with Goldberg at Super Showdown. But Goldberg knocked himself out 18 seconds into the match. And Taker just had to end it because Goldberg didn't know where he was. All right. But Taker was ready to go. He looked in shape and ready to go as much as he can at his age now. And I expect him to be that way again. All right? You are not impressing people when you act like he's not a big deal because he is. He's one of the greatest of all time. Rant over. Then we have the Cruiserweight Championship where Drew Gulak faces Tony Nese. By the way, Tony is who Drew took the title off of, by the way. So the rematch. Hopefully it's on the main card. Please put it on the main card. Then the SmackDown Women's Championship is on the line as Bailey faces Alexa Bliss. I expect Bailey to retain because Alexa Bliss is still technically on Raw, and you can't have a woman from Raw win a SmackDown Live Women's title. Okay? Okay. By the way, I think Gulak retains. I think Undertaker and Roman go over on Shane and McIntyre. And I think Aleister Black beats whoever he faces. Okay? Okay. Then we have the WWE Championship. As Samoa Joe faces Kofi Kingston, I think Kofi retains. Look, I'd like to see Joe win it too, but not yet, and they need to keep this rivalry going to a bigger pay-per-view. And at Extreme Rules, we have the finale. This is more than likely going to main event. The Extreme Rules winner-takes-all tag team match. Yep, that's a thing. Where the Universal Champion Seth Rollins and... The Raw Women's Champion, Becky Lynch, are going to face Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans. There are a lot of stipulations to this. Extreme rules means anything goes. It's winner takes all, which means if Corbin and Lacey win, they win both titles. But if Becky and Seth retain, it means Lacey Evans and Baron Corbin do not get title shots ever again. Lots on the line here. And I'm picking them to retain. The faces win. And we'll end the relationship angle and go back to individual stuff. And I hope Reverend Keith is right that Sasha Banks comes out and challenges Becky Lynch. So, I'll be in New York all weekend with the Turnbuckle Topics crew. Hopefully somewhat conscious. There's a joke there. Anyway, that's it for me, you guys. I gotta get out of here. Thank you for hanging out. Nick, thanks for driving the boat. Enjoy the G1, everybody. Let's have fun with wrestling, please. We don't need to tear it all apart. All right. Let's let's make let's do that. Maybe we'll get a new set tonight on Raw. I don't know. What does Paulie have in store for us? I'm not sure. That's why I love the randomness. All right, you guys. I'm out of here. See you next week. Diana got some really bad news from the IRS. They said you owe quite a bit of money. She didn't have that kind of money. I was in a state of despair. And when she called, all she got were threats. Garnishing my wages, taking my house, taking my car. I didn't know if I was going to make it. Thankfully, Diana found out about Optima Tax Relief, the leading tax resolution firm. A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau, they've resolved over a half billion dollars for their clients. Optima went right to work 
work for Deanna. Optimatax negotiated everything. I did not have to worry. They talked to the IRS. Needless to say, she was relieved. Optima Tax saved my life. Do what Deanna did. Call Optima now for a free consultation. Call 800-354-2840. 800-354-2840. 800-354-2840. Optima Tax Relief. Testimonial from an actual client. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. The preceding was a paid program, and the views expressed on this show do not represent the views of WJZ AM, Intercom Communications, its sponsors, or affiliates. CBS Sports Radio 1300 is WJZ AM Baltimore, WJZ FM HD3, Cajunsville, Baltimore. Your home for Towson University Sports and live sports talk around the clock.